Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You are now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is the man DM Cool, and welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Pop up at our blog spot, and on my Waco. We invading airwaves. Welcome back, y'all. You're now tuning to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome back to Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Tell a friend, tell them that we're live on the airways right now and that we have a live show planned for you guys tonight. Coming up on tonight's show, we're going to be talking about a debate that Ice Cube had with Gene Simmons as far as where hip-hop's place is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about how Fat Joe felt abandoned by Nas. We're going to talk about what's coming up in the NBA playoffs. And of course, I have a live guest up on for tonight. My man Jay Goody, straight from Toronto. He will be in studio around the 8.15 mark. But before we get to that, man, y'all already know how I do. I got to get some stuff off of my chest. And I think it's right about time that I uh, let that is breathe. Let this bitch breathe. So if you are an NBA fan, if you're a casual NBA fan, then you realize that last night was arguably the greatest regular season finale in NBA history because not one, but two teams or two people, depending on how you want to look at it, were making history last night. So on one end, you have Kobe calling it quits on his on a historical 20-year career. And on the other end, you had the uh, sorry, yeah, the Golden State Warriors going up against the Grizzlies and what was their 73rd win of the season. On top of that, my man Steph Curry went off for I think he had like eight or nine three-pointers in that game. Basically, he broke well, he already broke the season, uh, single season record for threes in the game earlier this year, but he decided to double up on it and basically he went for 400. 402 to be exact. So that is now the new benchmark for most threes in a season by any individual player. And I wouldn't be surprised if this man had the audacity to try and break that record again next year. Because he's been breaking his record like three years in a row now. So what's next for the man? And as for Kobe, anyone who tells me that they saw this man scoring 60 points in his final game as a Laker, as an NBA player... You're lying to yourselves because everyone thought at least 90 percent of people thought this man was probably going to maybe play 20, 25 minutes, get under 30 points and then just call it call it a game after that. Just, you know, sit down with like five minutes left in there and then being blown up by 20 by the jazz or something. But no, we actually saw an exciting basketball game. That was by far the best game the Lakers have ever played that year and the most exciting. Everyone came out. Jack Nicholson came out, Jay-Z came out, Kanye came out, hell, Lamar Odom came out. That's how big of a game it was. And let's be honest, this man was playing possum the entire NBA season because he knew that the final game of the regular season, he was going to drop 60. He just knew it. We didn't know it. He knew it, though. Cause, and we're thinking, you know, this guy, you know, he, his best years are, are behind him. The Achilles injury did too much to him. He's not the same Kobe as before. This is old Kobe. But old Kobe shows that he still has some tricks up his sleeve. And I hope 
that this man stays retired because there's no way that if he comes back into the league and has a final game that he's going to top that performance. So you already know how I stand. I'm not the biggest Kobe fan, but I will give credit to where credit is due. Kobe went out in style. This bottom line, whether you love him, whether you hate him, he went out in style. No NBA player in history can tell you that they went out scoring 60 in their final game. Whether it was regular season, playoffs, finals, it, it doesn't matter. No player went out like that. We were all crying when Jordan came back and played for the Wizards and he wasn't his usual self. But what do you expect? The man had been out of the game for about three or four years. He's gone up in age. Rhythm's out of sync from time to time. It happens. Well, Kobe, even though he was out of sync for the most of the year, the fact that he was able to drop 60 at age 38 in his 20th season in the NBA, that says a lot. That says about how great he is. Now, where he stands amongst the greats, he's obviously top 10. In my opinion, he's debate, debatable uh, top five. As far as the Lakers are concerned, he's neck and neck with Magic Johnson right now, in my opinion. But... Anyways, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about Kobe's final game? What do you think about Steph Curry's, you know, monumental three-point extravaganza that he had on top of getting the 73 wins for the Golden State Warriors? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know your thoughts. Coming up after the commercial break, I got my man Jay Goody straight from T-Dot in the building. He's going to talk to us about his music and a whole lot of other things. But before we get to that, we need to get some music as we always do. And this record right here, this is a very important one because this past week, a lot of people were celebrating the birthday of an MC that we lost too soon in this community. And I'm talking about my man Redway. So to honor the man's legacy, and to celebrate his life, you know, as a rapper, as a person. We're going to drop one of his biggest tracks that we all know and love, and this one's called You Know The One. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuning to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Now, as promised, we do have our guest in the building tonight right now. This uh-huh. man right here is born and raised in Toronto, man. Yeah. I'm not even just talking about downtown. This man is coming straight from the inner cities of Toronto, Driftwood yeah. to be exact. Exactly. This guy has a lot of stories that he has told about his hood, his environment, and uh-huh. how he overcame all the struggles. And he is here to talk about his latest musical offerings. Ladies and gentlemen, I've known this man for a very long time, and I'm proud to have known this man for a very long time. This man goes by the name of Jay Goody, and yes. he's in the building right I'm now. I'm in the building. Uh-huh. Cool radio. What's good? Yo, what's good with you, man? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm feeling good. Just came up in this nice-ass room. I was like, damn, yo, my boy Daniel's doing it, yo. Ah. So for the artists that never came here yet, you better make sure you come through, yo. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. He's letting y'all people know. He's letting yeah, y'all man. People know. It's a big definitely. deal out here, yo. Uh, almost definitely. So before we get into all like the music stuff and what have you, mm-hmm. I got to ask you one question, man. What's up? How about the Knicks, though? I should have came here in uniform. I should have came here in uniform, you know. Oh, I know you'd have had something man. slick to say. Yeah, I had to. I'm sorry. All the years, all the years of the back and forth, man, I had to. I'm sorry, man. What you want me to do? I've been getting it all year, and uh, I'm still getting it right now. Talking about I'm going golfing. Oh, man. How's my summer? Going fishing. Fishing. It's ridiculous right now. It's crazy, man. But I'll say this. Like, <laughs> the Knicks, they got some work to do, man. They got yeah, some work man. to do. Like, I'm, I'm hearing rumors right now that they're trying to get Tom Thibodeau as, as a head coach. I hope so. So, like, that's a step in the right direction at the very least. But they got a lot of work, man. Like, 
I don't know what they're gonna do, but it's gonna take a lot of work. Yeah, man, we need, we need some guards, man, some real guards. Uh huh. They they need a lot of everything. I, I will say this though: the one bright spot about New York, yo, that Porzingis kid, yo, he's yeah. nice. Yeah, that's the future, right he's there. He's nice. Like I would say, like within like the first 20, 25 games of the season, mm-hmm. when the Knicks look like they're like on like the stretch to the playoffs, mm-hmm. like going for like a like a lower seed, I guess. I said to myself, if they make the playoffs, then. He's going to be in the running for Rookie of the Year. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, 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 but yeah. But then everything kind of got derailed and all that. But whatever. We'll see what the Knicks do. But um, how the Knicks doing, though? <laughs> Yo, we're not doing too good right now, man. Oh, man. We're it not doing too good is. right now. Listen, there's still enough room on the Raptors bandwagon right now, man. There's still enough room. Nah, I'm good. There's still enough room. I'm good. I'm listen, good. Listen, listen. I'm good. I, I, I'm a man of humility, but I will welcome you upon that Nah, band, nah, band I'm wagon. good. I'm good. I'm good. My all boss right. told me, too. He's like, yo... After we win, you could come party with us. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, these Raptor fans got the audacity, yo. <laughs> like, come party with us. Are you serious? Oh, man. Hey, the, the door is open, man. The nah, door is I'm, open. I'm, I'm we good. some nice people, though. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good on that All one. All right. To each his own, man. But let's get into it, man. So, Jay Goody, yo, how'd you earn your, your rap name, man? Well, yo, to be honest with you, um, I was going through my name. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Jay Retro. Mm-hmm. Jay Swag, Jay this, Jay that. And my boy Julius Ice over there, mm-hmm. he's the one that gave me the um name um Jay Good. Because mm-hmm. I was in the States, I was talking to him on the phone. I'm like, yo, honestly, I don't really know what name to use, bro. Mm-hmm. And then after, he's like, yo, honestly, just use Jay Good. And I'm like, why? He's like, yo, because everything that you did since we were growing up, you were good at it. So why not just be Jay Good? Because exactly. it suits you. So yeah. I was just like, all right, you know, I just wore it. Then I put Goody on top of it. So I... Did the, um, the slogan, the phrase, goody. And so when people hear that, they know, like, yo, they that's me. Is, yeah. Basically. All right. That's a, nah, it makes sense because that's part of your trade. But, like, yeah. what does Jay mean? Like, what does Jermaine mean? Jermaine means good. Everything exactly. That, that's associated with, with Jermaine is good. Mm-hmm. And it defines you. So it yep. makes perfect sense. Exactly. All right. So let's keep it let's keep it moving then, man. Um, So like I said earlier in the show, man, uh, you grew up in Driftwood, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, Driftwood is, like, one of the more... Um, I would say more talked about like neighborhoods in Toronto, you know, yeah, whether yeah, it's yeah. in a positive or a negative light. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's usually seen in a negative light, basically, yeah. because it's within the Igena Finch sector. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, before I get into the politics of that of that area, yeah. as far as rap, you know, like what was the environment over there like? Well, I mean, the rap scene, it was it was real gritty. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really like zone too much into the rap scene that much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's guys that was putting in work and doing what they're doing on the rap scene. Mm-hmm. But um, I felt like when I was trying to, like, get into the rap thing, because I used to play ball before I got into the rap, mm-hmm. that um, I wanted to be different. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the Jane and Finch area, like, guys are there's – dope, there's dope guys all right now, though. There's one guy like um, Corey Fieler. He's nice. Mm-hmm. He's from the Jane area. Okay. So he's kind of versatile, too. So it just, it just comes with the territory, I guess, when it comes with the rap scene. Mm-hmm. Exactly, just being in Toronto. Exactly, and just having like a like a broadening rap scene over there. Just yeah, like, doesn't matter where in Toronto, Toronto's gonna have that rap scene that's still gonna be prevalent. Yeah, most definitely. Now onto the politics of, of Driftwood, uh-huh. or just in Jane and Finch in general. Yeah, we always hear on the news whether it's CP24, CBC, whatever the case may be. Right. We always hear about an incident that's happening within that area. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but I remember ten years ago, like summer of '05, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a huge shooting spree that was happening, and yeah. a lot of people said it was, like, gang-related activity. Mm-hmm. So, like, based on all those past crimes that, that have happened within that area, yeah, would you say that what you hear out of people's mouths about Gina, about that Gina Finch area, like, would you say it's fact fiction, or is it just, like, a little bit of both? I say both, mm-hmm. you know. 
some of it's facts, some of it's fiction. A lot of stuff that happens on the news won't even happen in the area. Mm-hmm. It probably happened at Jane and Shepard, and they just push it towards Jane and Finch mm-hmm. and be like, "Yo, it happened there." Mm-hmm. But um, there's things that do happen, you know, from time to time. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's quiet. You know what I mean? Don't believe what you hear. Mm-hmm. Don't think when you go there you're gonna get robbed, you're gonna get shot right away. Like mm-hmm. it don't really go down like that. Yeah. But a lot of people when they hear the name, they're like, "Yo, I'm not coming through there." Mm-hmm. Maybe back in the day, I can't lie, like maybe early, like 2000s, you know, things might happen. But kind of like right now, it all depends. It's hand in hand right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like some people read things and then they just start making judgmental thoughts. Like Mm -hmm. that's not really what it is. Exactly. And I think it just comes from the fact that like a lot of people are very sheltered with mm-hmm. within their respective communities. So you yeah, know, if you have people who live in like Mississauga, mm-hmm. or if you have people who live in Ajax, exactly, they only stay in those areas. Exactly, they don't know what their outer surroundings are going to be like. Yeah, they actually experience it. And I can't really blame them, right? Because they're used to a certain lifestyle in a certain way. So, yeah. you know, the 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 way how Saga is now, it's a lot of class. So when they're when they're growing up and they feel like they're underneath like class they're gonna be like yo mm-hmm. going to like a rugged area like the fin side they're gonna be yeah. like yo that's kind of it's kind of hard it's kind of grimy mm-hmm. it's kind of gutter man you know what i mean but the funny part thing i mean the funny part is about finch that there's some nice areas in finch too mm-hmm. there is yeah you know there's some rich areas there's a rich side there's a poor side so mm-hmm. it's not really what you think it is most of the time yeah and for what i've noticed about like certain areas in, in toronto in general i mm-hmm. feel like a lot of the areas that you may have classified as bad, like in the past, a lot yeah. of those areas are being gentrified now. Like, yeah, you look at like Regent Park, for oh, example. Oh, they're breaking that's it being down. Gentrified. Yeah, uh, you look at, uh, I think it's somewhere on Kipling, basically. Uh, basically, half of Kipling is starting to look a little more uh, gentrified now. They're building yeah. more condos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's good that they're increasing the, the standard of living in, in the areas that were once like economically underfunded. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like a lot of people kind of need to you know, recognize a lot of changes or the improvements that are being made to those areas and mm-hmm. don't just categorize it as violent just because of what you heard on the news a exactly. few years ago. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's exactly. exactly. Yeah. So um, going back to the rap scene now, um, mm-hmm. what made you decide that, you know, you want to stick to music? Well, rap, um, basketball wasn't really working out. After I start moving up in age, I'm like, yo, this thing is not really going to work for me, so I got to do something else. So I just said, yo, you know what, let me just rap. And then mom, when I was in high school, my um, teacher, Mr. Wood, told me, yo, you got a good voice. Mm-hmm. Use your voice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then after I thought about it, I'm like, yo, let me just play with it. Yeah. So I just start playing with it. Mm-hmm. And I start taking it really serious in 2012. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's when I start taking the rap thing serious. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I, I remember that. Because I remember yeah. you and I, we uh, we performed at a couple of showcases, actually. Exactly. It was uh, Follow Your Instincts was the first one I recognized yeah. you at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, definitely the timeline matches because I think that was yeah. like 2011 still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, was, yeah. We're way back right now. We're talking <laughs> like five years ago. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. Very old, man. <laughs> we're getting there, bro. We're getting there, man. Yeah. That just means more responsibility at the exactly. end. Exactly. Yeah. Most definitely. So, I would, uh, let me ask you, actually, like, who influenced your rap style? Ooh. Like right now or in general? I would say I'll say in general. Let's just say in general. I don't know, man. I don't really. I guess maybe you're pretty slick with the wordplay. I know probably that. Mace. Mace, okay. Yeah, I would okay. say Mace. I can see that. Yeah. Mm, Fab. Mm-hmm. I can. I definitely see that. Um. Yeah. I remember you told me that before too. Mm. I would say. Let me. Let me ask you. Actually, as far as right now, who do you feel like you can relate to as far as your style is concerned? 
like any anyone who may have came out within like the last five years, for example. Like with their story or what they're rapping about? Um, just with you know what? Yeah, let's add that to that as well. Mm. Damn, I probably say uh, I could relate to Dave East. Dave East, okay. I could relate to his story. Mm-hmm. I kind of have the same story, like what like what he has: yeah. basketball, rap. Is that the guy that is he is he linked to Nas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, He's yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. He's linked to Nas. Mm-hmm. Um, who else, man? Mm. Okay, I can't say I, I, I relate to him, uh-huh. but but I'm inspired by him. Nipsey Hussle, I okay. like Nipsey. Okay. Um, I think that's probably about it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I would say um, as far as like the rap scene in Toronto goes, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of changes to it. Like, yeah, like, like Toronto. I can't remember the last time Toronto was this well recognized, basically. Yeah, you're right. As a whole, right? Like, you're right. We, we kind of had a we had a, we had a bit of a stint back in like the late '90s mm-hmm. up until like the early to mid 2000s, mm-hmm. but since then we haven't had like this kind of type of popularity up until exactly. Now. So I would say like my question to you, I guess, is you know as far as the scene changing and what have you, yeah, um, and you being in the city, you know, directly in there, exactly. Uh, what's what's the atmosphere like? The atmosphere is crazy. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like it's ridiculous right now. Mm-hmm. City's on fire. I was in New York last summer, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I told them I'm from Toronto, and yeah. they go crazy. Really? They went crazy. And you know, like, back in the day, like, New York, like, if you tell them you're from Toronto, they'll laugh at you. Yeah. You know, but, like, they respected it. They're like, yo, that's what's up. Dudes is coming from the sky, mm-hmm. out of the city. Like, yo, yeah, it's yeah. crazy down there, yo. Yeah. Well, you going to take me to the six with you, son? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy, yo. Like, I could feel it. Like, people want to work. <laughs> It's still like, you know, the typical ones where they just want to sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. But mm-hmm. the, the the atmosphere is crazy, though. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And uh, let me ask you about, you know, the six now. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's no longer, well, you we can still refer to the T-Dot, but the six is now the latest you yeah. know, incarnation of Toronto. Yeah. And I've been asking artists who have come through here about their take on the six. So like, yeah. what's yours? I really got no take on <laughs> This <laughs> guy's already laughing. Like, like Ooh. I already know the story behind it. <laughs> Let's get into it. Shoot. I really had no take on it, but I don't really use it too much, though. Okay. Like, I know, like, it's the new thing. Like, you yeah. know, Drake got the, the city bumping with that. Uh-huh. So, you know, I usually say Toronto or, or the Dot or T-City, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But um, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like you know, that's what's going on. Like yeah. it's cool. Like the radio show. Like that's what's there going on go, right now. See, I have no problem with it because at the end of the day, every generation clings onto something. Yeah. Like, like I didn't even know that Toronto was T dot until I was like, I'm gonna say maybe like 14, 15 because oh, okay. I I grew up on the west side of the GTA, so I used to live in like Hamilton, I used to live in Oakville, I used to live in Saga. Oh, okay, okay. And so basically, when I got to high school, yeah, I went to high school in Saga, mm-hmm. and basically when I was like fourteen, whatever, that's when I started hanging out with people who used to live in Toronto as well, mm-hmm. and I started listening to more Canadian rappers and stuff like that, and that's yeah. how I got introduced to that. Before then, I was like, "What's T dot?" You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah. small little suburban kid. Yeah, exactly. You know, in that bubble, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, growing up now, fast forward, you know, I'm well in my twenties and what have you. Yeah, and you have like a new younger generation of fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, that's what up. they. Say. And like they're they've probably heard T dot, but like they want then, something new or whatever. Right? Yeah. So now that Drake is coining the six, yeah. that's their thing to clean up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So because of that, I have no issue with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like I don't really got no issue with it. Like it's cool. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember um, you know, the OGs would say keep six mm-hmm. for when the when the when the when the, the boys is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, it it, it is what it is. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna hate on the um the younger generation. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? But at the same time, I guess we could say Drake is our generation too because we're exactly. all the same age group anyway. Yeah, so, babies, yeah, so pretty much like it is what it is. It is definitely. <clears throat> so, your latest project is out right now. Yes, man. sir. So, TWS Part 3. Uh-huh. What can you say about it that's different from the, from Part 1 and 2? Um, I say I grew a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of growth. Um, I went more in depth. I was going through certain things in my life. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of tapped into those situations. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like overall, I just got better. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. We're going to get into one of your joints off of that in a minute. Uh-huh. But before we do that, man, we got to play some games around here, man. Let's we, do we it. We always got to play some Let's games. Let's do it. So we got a pair of games for you to play right. right now. Let's go. Uh, so the first one we got, this one right here is entitled Cool or Uncool, and it goes like this. All right. So that track in the background we got is from a group called Thinkable Planets, and they're from like way back in the '90s. And they had a record entitled uh, "Cool," or it was, sorry, it was entitled "Cool Like That." So, oh, yeah, 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 yes. I remember. So I think the the correct the correct name of the track was uh, "The Rebirth of Slick," actually. Okay. But people people recognize it as like "Cool Like That," basically. Yeah. Anyways, basically the way this, this is the way the game works. I'm gonna give you a bunch of scenarios, and you're gonna tell me whether they're cool. Or the uncool. Okay. And feel free to give me, you know, some analysis on why you think you're cool. <laughs> all right. Cool, all right. All so, right. first one up the NBA playoffs finally upon us. Cool or uncool? Oh, that's cool. Okay, most definitely. Who are you looking, who are you looking forward to seeing in the playoffs? <sighs> Come on. Like, don't do this to I, me. I, I know, I know New York's setting. I know, I know, but like, there's got to be at least <laughs> one team that you're curious to watch. Uh, Miami. Miami. I want to see what Miami going to do. Okay. Why Miami? Though? I'm curious. I'm not, I'm not really like a fan of them, but like I feel like they're gonna come out of the East. I don't know. I feel like that's the team right now that's okay. gonna come out of the East. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what Wade and those guys are gonna do because they seem like they're they're ready. Like they seem like they're back. Well, I hope you're wrong because you know in the second round they may have to face Toronto. So you know oh, I gotta God. stay loyal. You know? good, luck, good luck to that one. I gotta stay loyal. <laughs> good luck to that. But, but they're they're a dark horse, so we'll see what they do, man. Yeah. Um. The Warriors breaking the record for the most wins of the season. Cool. Cool. Did you ever think that 72 movie time record was going to be broken? No. A lot of people didn't. I didn't like, think so. I like when when they were going on their like the 24 game win streak to like start the season. Yeah. That's when I started thinking like it might mm-hmm. happen. And then maybe like 60 games in, it's like yo, like they have a good shot at doing this. I remember um last year, this man was telling me because he's been a Golden State fan. Look, a year I'm going yeah. crazy. Julius. <laughs> he's been a fan forever, right? Uh-huh. So he's telling me like, "Yo, yo, Wolf, like, uh-huh. yo, it's going, it's going crazy right now. Yeah, yeah. All these other teams is sheep." I'm like, "What are you yeah. talking about?" <laughs> it's like, "Dog, do you see how we're playing right now?" <laughs> then after I'm like, "You know, what? let me just check them out because I wasn't really watching ball back then. I mean, yeah, yeah. last year because yeah, yeah. my Knicks was doing horrible too. Yeah. So I'm like, "Yo, I can't take this no more. Too many headaches. They're killing me." So then I checked them out. Oh my god, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And I actually enjoy seeing the win because they're not your typical mm-hmm. big market team. That yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, and they built their team the right they way. Did. They built it through the draft, yep. proper trades, they what did. have you. So, like, I'm a fan of them. I'm, I'm a natural fan of them. Like, I'm not as big as a fan as someone living in the Bay, obviously. Yeah. But they deserve to have a team like that because they've been so crap for, like, 40 years. Exactly. So, good for them. Yeah. Um, Kobe's final game in the NBA. Oh, that's cool. That's definitely cool. That's cool. That's the legend. Like, that's cool. Yo, did you ever see 60 points happening? No. A lot of people did it. No. I, I'm kind of ashamed because I didn't watch most of the game. I yeah. watched the first quarter and then halfway through the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then one didn't have to say he's got 50. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, wow, Kobe's not 
serious right now. Yeah, because I'm on it like you. Like, I don't really like his personality and the way how he is too much. Agreed, agreed. But I do respect him, though. Yeah. I do respect his game and I respect his craft. Exactly. Put in the work. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, you got to like this one. The Raptors with a franchise record of 56 wins. Cool or uncool? <laughs> it's, it's cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. I'll give it up. They 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 playing they're having a good year. Okay, okay. Good okay. season. Uh-huh. It's cool. Too much too much heartache in the past, I'm guessing. <sighs> I'm going through it. You just gotta I'm let going it go. From, you just gotta let it go. Uh, man, you heard that huff just now, like from work, outside, like the uh Search I can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool though. Alright, alright. Oh, we can't even leave without talking about this, man. AI going into the Hall of Fame. The coolest. I can't even say much more beyond that. The man. coolest. Like, kudos on the NBA for giving him that because exactly. he definitely deserved that. He put in too much work and influenced, influenced the game in too many exactly. ways for them not to be in the, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, man. But none the sense, or sorry, nonetheless, however, we got to get to the next game. This one you're going to enjoy, man. We all enjoy this one. This one's called I'd quit the game every second every minute man i swear that she can get it all right so this is how it works man oh god yeah. so I, I really like that little last part right there i don't know you try to set me up or something yeah it's all good it's all good <laughs> now i'm gonna i'm gonna specify all right in an alternate universe okay you are you are the eligible bachelor, right? Oh god! So again, alternate universe, alternate. All right. You're wheeling, dealing, kiss, stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But there comes a point in every man's life where he's got to quit the game. Mm-hmm. He's got to settle it down. He's got to have the kids. Yeah. Move into the white home with the white picket fence. Mm-hmm. Tire swinging on the, on the tree. Yep. Apple pie cool on the windowsill. All that good stuff. Uh huh. So with that being said, if you had to quit the game for one of these two women. Who would you quit the game for? Now, mind you, because Barbershop 3 is out in theaters now, or tomorrow, rather, or this weekend, I'm going to choose two from that movie. Would you choose Eve Mm -hmm. or Nicki Minaj? The choice is yours, my friend. I'm going to go Eve. Go Eve? I'm going to go Eve. That's a good answer, my friend. I'm going to go Eve. Why Eve? Why Eve? I'm curious. More classy. Ooh, okay. I like that. Yeah. I don't think uh, things don't get too messy. I won't have to worry too much uh-huh. about certain situation allegations. So I'm going to go with Eve. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I, I like that answer. <laughs> I like that answer. Now, we're about to cut to our commercial. But before we do, we're going to cut to one of your records. Uh-huh. Try to fly in featuring your man, Julius, actually. Yeah. So uh, before we get into that, what um, what can you tell us about the record real quick? Um, We did the record. And um, I was doing you know my project. And then I said to Ice, like, yo, I need you to cook something up for me. Um, I wrote the hook. I liked the way how the hook sounded, but I said, you know, he would sound better mm-hmm. doing certain things on the hook than me. Mm-hmm. And then we got in the booth, we did it, Century Sam Studios, and uh-huh. we made it happen, and we start flying in on them. All right, then. We're about to fly in on it Let's right now. It. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after these messages with Trip Talk right after the break. Uh-huh. Keep it locked. Yeah. Yes, yes, y'all. We're back on the air. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. I still got my man, the flyest of them all, Mr. Jay Goody in the yeah, building. we still in the building. We still here. You know, we out here. We yes, out here. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. So you guys already know what time it is, man. It is time for Trip Talk. So that's three topics in three minutes. And with that being said, we're going to get into it right now. So first topic on the deck, man. We got our man, Drizzy Drake, the mayor of Toronto. Uh-huh. He is now... 
this past week, actually, he has released the uh, release date of his long-awaited album, Views from the Six. Yeah. And the release date is set for April 29th. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are highly anticipating this album just because it's going to be more about a story of Toronto. And we first saw the songs that have come out from last summer up until now. Mm-hmm. Some people are speculating whether this song's going to be on the album, whether this song's going to be on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question to you, and I've been asking this to a lot of people, actually. Yeah. Do you feel that Views from the Six is the album that he comes out with that's going to be in the conversation, the classic? I don't know, man. I mean, if he's not singing and doing all that, the, the, the melodies too much on it, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's just rapping, like, yeah. spitting, spitting, mm-hmm. I mean, he might, yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like he has to do it just because ever since So Far Gone, we really haven't heard a classic piece or something that's been in that conversation. Yeah. We've heard good music from him, but, like, nothing... Yeah. In an album that really says, you know what, like this album really told a story about something. Exactly. And I can't really say that about a lot of his albums. Maybe, maybe uh, nothing was the same, told somewhat of a story. Mm-hmm. But the other two albums, Thank Me Later and Take Care, not necessarily. I didn't really get that much of it. What I got from those albums in general were just like really good songs put together. Yeah. And Drake is a master when it comes to putting singles together. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. it comes to putting an album together, like telling a story. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really go to him for that. I don't really go to <laughs> yeah. him for that. But what if, what if he doesn't really have um a lot of stories like that though? But you you listen to uh, you listen to his singles. <laughs> no, it's, but I'm just being real. Yeah, like yeah. It's, I, I hear what you're saying because yeah, yeah. you're probably saying it from the perspective as yo, you feel like he's saying the same thing a lot, mm-hmm. like over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had this conversation with some of my boys too, and I'm like, but what are you guys like? What are you guys looking for? Like, what do yeah. you guys what do you guys want him to really like? Express and say like, mm-hmm. cause I mean, I would love to hear some pain music. Yeah, I mean, he, he mentions it here and there, mm-hmm. but I would say like for me, and, yeah. you know, before you know, Julius kind of threw me off a little bit. <laughs> Shouts <laughs> to Julius though. Um, I would say that like he does tell stories in the singles, yeah, and or even just some of his like B sides, whatever the case may be. Yeah, but I feel like those stories don't necessarily come together on on a project. Um, yeah, I think that's my main my main beef. Also, I feel like there's more stories that he, he could like talk about like that, yeah. him being biracial in, in a city like Toronto for example that has a yeah. lot of multiculturalism exactly. him not knowing whether he fits more so on his Jewish side or on his black side yeah. and you know not, not just any kind of black he's, he's African American black yeah, 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 you know, yeah, just yeah. by lineage yeah, yeah, so yeah. like how can you relate to the more multiculturalism of black cultures within within Canada I, I would love to hear that perspective from him mm-hmm. you know what I mean like maybe that may not be his wheelhouse but yeah. I feel like because he's lived that life yeah he should talk he, about he, it I feel like he should talk about it yeah. and he did a little bit on you and the six from his uh from his uh it's too late mixtape mm-hmm. he talked a little bit about that but overall I feel like if he really bog, bogs down and tells the story of Toronto, yeah, then I feel like he can really get the people on his side. And I feel like he, like based on the tracks that I've heard, like all the leaks and all the singles he's put out, mm-hmm. I feel like at least from a sonic standpoint, he's kind of telling the story of Toronto sound. So yeah. he'll give you like a little bit of hip hop, but then he'll give you some some Nigerian like hit life, or he'll give you some some uh, some reggae or whatever in some yeah. of the songs that he's put out. So. Mm-hmm. In a way, he's telling a story through the multiculturalism aspect of Toronto in terms of the sound. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, though, I feel like we need to hear it in the lyrics as well. Like tell mm-hmm. us some of the stories that you've gone through. Yeah, did a little bit of that. And if you're reading this, is too late. But let's hear more of that. Mm-hmm. You know, going forward on views from the six. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. So I feel like if he does that, 
at least from the Toronto standpoint, he'll knock it out of the park. Yeah. From the Americans, you know, I'm not sure how they're going to gravitate towards it. But my standpoint is we've heard so many stories from so many of the greats about their upbringing, whether it's in New York or L.A. So yeah. I think they'll, they'll give, gravitate to it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, give us a chance to tell us. Our, our side, yeah, you. exactly. And, you know, you can finally understand why Toronto's pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll definitely like it. I think so. Yeah. I hope they do. I hope they do. <laughs> they and <will. laughs> I, I'm confident that Drake will tell it right because he's a phenomenal artist in my opinion. Yeah. But nonetheless, let's keep it moving, man. So next story, and this one's pretty interesting, actually. So Ice Cube uh, got into a debate with rock legend Gene Simmons of Kiss fame. And basically, they were talking about hip-hop's place in the rock and roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So basically, they went over it on Twitter, basically, and, and Cube had a few things to say. So basically, when he was debating with Gene Simmons about this, he said this, he said the following. He said, rock and roll is not an instrument. And he also mentioned, it's not even a style of music. It's a spirit that's been going on since the blues, jazz, bebop, soul, rock and roll, R&B, heavy metal, punk rock, and yes, hip-hop. Rock and roll is not conforming to the people who came before you, but creating your own path in music and life. That is rock and roll, and that is us. And then in response, um, sorry, Gene Simmons says the following, and I quote, I stand by my words, respect NWA, but when Led Zeppelin gets into Rap Hall of Fame, I will agree with your points. And then also, he kind of got on and said a few other things. He also said, if you don't play guitar and you don't write your own songs, you don't belong there. He also said, if you've got Grandmaster Flash in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, run DMC in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you're killing me. That doesn't mean those aren't good artists, but they don't play guitar. They sample and they talk and not even sing. So based on that exchange, like, what, what, what's your stance on that? They going at it. They going at it, definitely. Yeah, they going they definitely at going at it. But um, <clears throat> in past years, like uh, Gene Simmons said, they have inducted people like Run DMC and Grandmaster Flash in the, mm-hmm. hall, in the Hall of Fame. So do you feel like rap has a place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I mean, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Of course. And I would say that if the lane is being all-inclusive of different artists, yeah, you know, outside of their genre, then why not? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, I'm kind of with Cube in that sense. And maybe it's because I'm biased because I'm a hip-hop fan and I've listened to Cube for years. Mm-hmm. But they do capture the essence of what rock and roll was about yeah. and how it's kind of, like, evolved over the years. And mm-hmm. it's always been about, you know, rebellion and, and stuff like that. And what better artist to talk about rebellion than rap? You know, yeah. rebellion against the machine that oppresses them, Exactly, basically. yeah. That's why... You know, someone like Run DMC would be a perfect fit. Also, not to mention they were the first rapper to infuse rock with with hip hop. Yeah, so. that's what I was gonna say too. Like mm-hmm. a lot of guys rap and put rock together, so why wouldn't it? Exactly. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, 100. percent Exactly. So it's a very interesting dialogue, and like I understand where Simmons is coming from because he's more coming from the purest aspect. Like he's not yeah, being yeah. ignorant towards. He's not saying, yeah. "Oh, rap is terrible," or whatever. If that was the case, I wouldn't even like be talking about this. But he actually came from a more purist, more traditionalistic standpoint. Yeah. So I can understand where he's coming from and everything, but yeah. bes- despite that, I kind of side with Q on that on the end because he's talking more from an artistic standpoint rather than a technical standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what people think about it. Speaking of which, guys, what do you think about it? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know your thoughts. Now, Final topic on Trip Talk. And this one's very interesting, actually. I normally don't like to dig up like old bones and stuff like that, but yeah. I found this one to be a bit intriguing. So this one involves Fat Joe, actually. Uh-oh. So Fat Joe basically was uh, doing an interview 
talking on this is 50.com ironically mm-hmm. enough and basically <laughs> uh, he was talking about the Jay and Nas situation that happened way back when yeah so basically he was saying how when they squashed their beef back in like 2005 he was saying that he felt abandoned by Nas because he took his side on the beef so this is what he said in the interview and I quote when Nas caught beef with Jay-Z they threw the battery in my back like we got beef with this man and I'm all muscle so I'm like all right and I'm moving a certain way and the moral and the moral to the story is that there was bad blood between Rockefeller and Terror Squad for a long time and the next thing I know I seen Nas with Jay-Z and there was peace but it left me in the outskirts he didn't pick up the phone like, yo, I'm about to squash this. I would have told him to go get money. I'm all about getting money, so I would have told him to go get money. Now, me and these N-words got beef because I was <laughs> repping you hard. <laughs> so what's your take on what, on what Fat Joe is saying based on not seeing it coming, basically? I mean, I guess he felt like he's um he the loyalty wasn't there mm-hmm. with him and Nas's relationship, I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. Yeah. You know that Joe took it on. I knew when, you know, Hove and Nas was going through it, but yeah. I didn't know, you know, that's what led to Fat Joe being in the mist. I know him and Jay had problems, but I didn't yeah. know, you know, it was with like that. Was the yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of funny because there's like a lot of people in the middle. I mean, first and foremost, I've always, I've heard Fat Joe been critical about their squashing in the beef, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he always related it back to, "Oh, you can't make peace with a man who disrespected your your baby moms and all that." And yeah. like I thought that was kind of a petty reason for yeah, him yeah. to say, mm-hmm. but now it kind of makes a little bit more sense, but even then, it's not your beef to begin with, so you should if you're rolling with Nas regardless, then you should yeah. roll with him if he's if he decides to say you're squashing the beef. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. at that time the beef was like at least to the public eye. It was, it was a rap it, thing. It was, yeah. a, it was a rap thing and it was yeah. about four years old at that yeah. point. It, and after like 2003, it wasn't really going anywhere. Exactly. So it was kind of dormant. But, you know, it does make sense from his standpoint in a sense where there was tension between Terror Squad and Rockefeller. Oh, yeah. Because we always hear about, you know, the, um, the, the rivalry with the, the whole Rucker Park yeah. thing, right? Like <laughs> yeah. Terror Squad versus Rucker yeah. or, or versus Rockefeller and how, you know, he didn't even have to play to win a championship as he said that and lean back or whatever. Yeah. So I understand from that standpoint. And it's kind of interesting because Irv Gotti is kind of like in the middle, so oh, to speak, gosh. because Irv Gotti has so many connections. Like, he's tight with Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's tight with Fat Joe. Like, he's had so many people collaborate with, with Ja Rule, like, on both ends, whatever. So yeah. it's kind of funny to see what his perspective is like. And I know with Irv, he kind of sided with Nas on the beef, because I remember they came out with that record. Um, what was it called? Ah, It was him, Ja It was Nas, Ja Rule. It was Rule, like a remix Shanti. or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think... I think I don't um, remember the name too. I know what you're talking about. It was about. from that. You know what it was? It was on the soundtrack to that movie, uh, Half Past Dead, with, with um, Steven Seagal and Ja Rule when they were in the prison and they're yeah. trying to fight the people who are breaking into the prison. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the record, but me neither. Um, but yeah, they did a lot of collaboration. But and anyways, it's interesting to hear Joe from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but my opinion, man, like if Nas says a squash, then a squash because. You don't really get it wasn't often that you heard about high profile artists and hip hop squashing a beef. It always led to bloodshed or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody so, got hurt. So Yeah. So I feel like Jay and Nas having the stature that they had, mm-hmm. I felt like it sends like a really good message going forward, basically. Oh man. yeah. Like you can settle your issues on wax and after that, just dead it. There's nothing there's nothing to do anymore. Yeah. Basically. So that's where I come from. Um you guys, what do y'all think? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know your thoughts. Now, speaking of, you know, the old school and what have you, I, uh-huh. think, it's, uh, I think it's time to go old school. Jay Goody, you ready to get old school? Let's go old school. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the throwback Thursday track of the day. And we're going to give you that drop just like 
this. If I can find it, there we go, TBT. Here we go, TBT. You guys already know how we do, man. Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know what you guys want to hear for the Throwback Thursday track of the day. And this one, since we're talking about <laughs> Fat Joe and what have you, I think we should throw it back to Fat Joe. But not just Fat Joe. We're going to throw it back to him. We're going to throw it back to Big Pun, Jada Kiss, Nas, and I believe who else was on that record. I think it was, oh, and Raekwon was on that record as well, too. Ladies and gentlemen, off of the 1998 album, Don Cartagena, this is Fat Joe featuring everyone everyone else above, basically, <laughs> with uh, John Blaze. So when we get back, we do have the Wankster of the Week. So keep it locked. Oh, this God. Is, <laughs> this is Cool Radio. And we will be right back after these messages. You dig? What's going on, people? It's your boy, Femi Lassen, and man, me. It's your man, Bo Pinto, at Bo Pinto. Jay Hood from the Toronto Argos. You are now tuned in. Cool! Cool! Radio 91.9 FM. It's an amazing interview. I had an amazing experience. I had an amazing time. The best radio show experiences I've had ever. Stay tuned for the hottest in news, hip-hop, entertainment, and everything. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout-out to DM Cool. Good vibes. Love you, man. You're famous. I love it. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. You're now tuning to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. I still got my man, Jay Goody, in the building. Still here, man. Still here, baby. Let's get it. You already know. And it is time. It is that time of the show that you (laughs) have been waiting oh so patiently for. (laughs) And with that being said, let me clear my throat real quick. Who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of coonery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. Wankster of the Week goes to none other, and unsurprisingly, to the internet's biggest troll, Azealia, we don't know about your music banks. Now, <laughs> Azealia, <laughs> I'll give myself a cool job real quick for that one. Azealia is getting the wankster this week because of the fact that she got into a Twitter argument with fellow rapper Wale in regards to interracial dating. And then they got into black consciousness or attempted to at the very least. But nonetheless, I'm going to give you the, the preview of this. So basically what happened was, you know, Azealia was on her troll duty on the interwebs as usual. And then someone, you know, commented about what she was posting about and what have you. And she's basically talking about how in her eyes she feels that black men don't respect black women. So one of her followers or whomever decided to chime in decided to chime in and basically said his point and he said this and I quote at Azalea Banks maybe you're around the wrong black men question mark lol I know a lot of black men who would support love and protect you well if you know those men please send her her way because that sounds like fiction like we have a better chance of getting Captain America to don his shield than that happening but nonetheless I digress (laughs) Azalea responded back to this person and she said the following and I quote They would, but they don't. Even when my suffering is public, no one steps out to protect me. And then Wale decided to chime in, in rather, him being very active on social media. And this is what Wale said, and I quote. 
At Azealia Banks, we are all terrified of you. Public embarrassment is a real fear. You probably have thousands of people scared to say anything to you. And ladies and gentlemen, when Wale said that, the floodgates of hell <laughs> widened tenfold like the Grand Canyon, okay? This woman went in on Wale for no reason. This woman started going in and about how Wale doesn't respect black women, how Wale is part of the problem, how whenever she decides to um, stand her ground on social media, that no black man is willing to defend her and what have you. She's basically making her out sound like the victim in all this. So then Wale, you know, Wale is pretty polite, actually. He decided to say, no, people aren't going at you because of your, because of your blackness or about how strong you are. They're going at you because of the, of the fact that you make the wrong points. You always say stuff that is inarticulate. You say things that are inaccurate, and you're always saying things that are going to rub people the wrong way is basically what he was saying. Now, I'm not going to give you the entire transcript of what he said because it's a long long transcript so if you want to know more about it y'all can hit my fan page cool radio on facebook and read the whole article but basically azilia was making ass out of herself and of course she was using race as her backdrop and one of the things that she said or two things rather that she said she said that she hopes wally gets locked up in jail and gets booty raped basically wow uh and then also she also said how you know, she would never disrespect her, her, her black brothers, but she's now saying that she would rather just seek the attention of a white man in spite of black men not giving her attention. <laughs> okay. Now, that was a mouthful, so prepare for my mouthful. <laughs> Azealia Banks, you still prove that you are the Internet's biggest troll. And you are still proving that you are using race to use as a backdrop to try and get people on your side. But what you don't realize is that you are an opportunist when it comes to the topic of race. Let us not forget that she was going in on Iggy Azalea about how she's cultural appropriating and how she's using um, rap to, to, um, to cater to the white masses or what have you and white media in general. Yet less than a month later, you, Azalea Banks, you go and pose nude for Playboy, which is predominantly a white media outlet that is predominantly, you know, subscribed by white men over the age of 40. So again, you're using things to your own advantage when they best benefit your narrative. On top of that, People don't want to deal with you because at the end of the day, you burn bridges. How many times have you burned bridges with people like Kendrick Lamar, Lupe Fiasco, Erica Badu, the queen of black consciousness? You're going to burn bridges with her of all people? No, you, you don't do that. You don't do that. And at the end of the day, you're supposed to make music and have people recognize you for your music. But at the end of the day, people recognize you for acting out, just acting out in general, acting wild, acting crazy. You're basically a hood rat with a microphone at this point. And that's why people don't want to take you seriously. I don't know what type of management team that you have, but if you have a management team, they need to be fired. Either your management team needs to be fired, you are your management team, or you and Chris Brown have the same management team. Damn. It's all up in the air right now. Fact of the matter is this. Do not use race as your backdrop. And as far as interracial dating is concerned, there is nothing wrong with interracial dating. You can date whomever you choose to. Just because you're a black woman doesn't give you the right to reserve black men for your own privilege and the same thing goes for black men as well just because you're a black man doesn't mean that you own the rights to a black woman 
You in a North American society have the right to date whomever you want. If you're a black man, you want to date an Asian woman, so be it. If you're a white man, you want to date a Latino woman, so be it. If you're a black woman, you want to date an Indian man, so be it. At the end of the day, we live in North America, one of the biggest, if not the biggest diaspora in the world where cultures are going to mingle and they're going to collide. So if it is your decision to date whoever you want to date, so be it. Even if you do it for an ignorant reason, that reason is your own. Just know that you have to face your own inner demons when it comes to that decision. But nonetheless, I said enough. Iggy, or sorry, not Iggy, Azealia Banks, you are getting the Wanksta of the week, and you are wholeheartedly deserving this Wanksta, and I hope to never give you the Wanksta again because you're just hogging at the spotlight for all the other Wanksters. So that being said, <laughs> do you deserve this Wanksta? Of course you do. And we're going to drop on you one more time just like this. you Goody. Yeah. Your thoughts real quick. <sighs> yeah, she's crazy, man. She need counseling. She need help, man. Something wrong with that girl, yo. Listen, I don't even know if Jesus can help her, man. That's how bad it is. Exactly. Right I don't know what's going on with her. I don't know what's going on in her brain. Like, she's seeing some psycho things that's going on in her brain that we can't see. Right? I feel like she's just unhappy with herself, basically. Yeah, man. Because if she was actually content with herself at the very least, she wouldn't be doing all this. Yeah. Like, right now, she's... Ro- She's running around like a little jealous girl in high school, just spreading rumors about exactly. People. That's all that she comes across. And at the end of the day, she's burned way too many bridges for it to be repaired at this point. <laughs> but nonetheless, let's move on to better topics. Um, what is next for Jay Goody right now? Jay Goody got um a project he's gonna be working on called Swam, a group project with Julius Ice, service of awesome music. Um, I'm gonna probably work on some with the homie Briz, who directs my videos, mm-hmm. called Brad Bad and Goody Good mm-hmm. collaboration there too. Mm-hmm. And I'm also gonna probably work on my own thing later on, mm-hmm. T Dub Part Four, mm-hmm. the finale. All right, that's what's up. And where can the people find you on social media? Jay Goody, um, number three Instagram, mm-hmm. Jermaine Goody Good Facebook, mm-hmm. um, Twitter Goody. The put underscores on um G underscore O underscore O uh. underscore D underscore <laughs> E underscore. You make it hard for these people. Exactly. <laughs> I, I made that. I, I made that one when I just started. I didn't, I'm gonna have to change it. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Bless the homie. Bless told me to change it too. I should have changed it. <laughs> you know what I mean. My boy Bless told me to change that. It's too much, too much work going on over there. Uh-huh, but yeah, that's much, what I'm on my own social. Shift key for too long, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yo, change it, man. Make it simple, bro. Uh huh. Exactly, man. That's the way to go. But nonetheless, Jay Goody, thank you so much for coming through. Yes, sir, You're welcome to come through anytime. You already know. I hold fam down. You okay, okay. Uh huh. Had a lot of fun here, man. Absolutely. Pleasure, yo. Yo, appreciate it. Yeah, man. And as for the rest of you listening at home or watching this on YouTube or listening to this on SoundCloud later on, y'all can catch me on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio. If you missed any episodes, hit up the SoundCloud page, SoundCloud page at cool underscore radio. Make sure you follow that. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, cool underscore radio to catch any video clips. And of course, the fan page like us on Facebook at cool radio, no underscore in that one. Next week, next week is a very important episode. So I will need you guys to tune in and tell your mother to tune in. Everyone, tell everyone to tune in next week. Not only because of the fact that we have Toronto rap pioneer Rochester, aka Juice in the building, but we also have a very special and important announcement to make on Cool Radio next week. Do not miss it. All I got to say is this change is coming. That's all I got to say about that. So make sure you tune in next week to hear more on those details. But as you guys already know, Cool Click Media and Entertainment 
or rather, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace.